Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to engage in the ultimate retro nerd experience. The Techno Funk Boy presents the Retro Station. Welcome to the Retro Station. This is episode two. We're so glad that uh, you have made it back. I don't know what percentage is, what percentage of podcasts make it to episode two. I'm thinking probably not more than ninety nine percent, but we've made it. I would say only fifty percent make it to episode two. I mean, I think people, it's, a, it's one of those things you start and you're just like, this is a great idea. And then you do one episode, you realize how much work it was and, and you, you know, there's millions of podcasts out there. So I, I bet it's a big percentage. I don't think. What, uh, what's the last time I che- I saw that like the average podcast goes to like seven episodes? Some ridiculously short. I mean, that means uh, there's so. thousands and thousands that don't make it past the first episode. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, and I don't want to talk smack about those those people who only make it to episode seven because uh, uh, we haven't gotten there yet. But we <laughs> <It's>, will. <laughs> well, We've proven we every, have. We have. Everyone <laughs> intends to get to episode seven. <laughs> it's yeah. just a question if they will or not. I will it. I will it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So how you been doing? Pretty good, man. Just um, enjoying this heat wave. Uh, that is, I guess we call it summer, <laughs> but it's really long. Yeah, they, they get the heat wave. That's that's, that's just July, man. <laughs> I got this this collection of bubbles on the back of my arm. I and I at first I thought it was just like poison ivy or something that I must have gotten into, but. There was multiple times the day where I felt my skin radiating heat back out, and I just started thinking, I wonder if these bubbles are heat-related, like my skin is saying, no, we're not going to do this heat thing, and so we're going to concentrate a bunch of our firepower into this uh, one-and-a-half square inch piece of your skin on the underside of your arm. Uh, Wait, okay. So, I mean, are you just bringing up health concerns? And do, do you have an answer? To, like, did, did you find out what this was? was it... No, it's just the heat. That's what I'm saying. I'm attributing it to the heat. So that's basically. So we don't it... know. Like, next week you could be missing an arm. It does look a little like leprosy. <laughs> <laughs> I've Googled some pictures. Um, but no, it's uh, not flaking off yet. But, like, bubbles, like. Like, like, like hives? Or, or. It's like. Or, I mean, is it like bubbling it with. And popping and oozing. They do, yeah. They're popping and. Why are we talking? Like we're, we've, you know, people stuck <laughs> with us from episode one to episode two, and that took that was an act of faith. But you see, know, 
<laughs> now we're sifting through the wheat. <laughs> I, we don't have a big enough audience yet to sift. Actually, I don't even know what the first episode downloads were because it just happened. But well, we, don't have, <laughs> we don't have enough episodes to sift through the wheat or the, uh, enough audience to sift through the wheat yet. Let's let's gain a few thousand and then we can worry about the fake fans. OK, <laughs> well, I just want the fake fans to know the ones that are getting blown <laughs> away right now that there is an unquenchable flame waiting for them. <laughs> Man, okay. I... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, this is just a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, um, I, uh, so, like, okay, so there's this website and it's called Dungeon Scrawl. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and I think it's still in beta, but this is a really, really cool thing. It, um, it, it lets you make Dungeons and Dragons maps, or, I mean, I guess really any, uh, uh, tabletop role-playing game map. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it like, it comes out, it's like, it, it comes out looking like it was, you know, pin-drawn. Okay. And it, it just, like, has this very, very cool, like, handmade flavor to it, which is obviously not, because, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm doing it by hand with my hand on the mouse and pointing at it, but you know, I just like this hand drawn type of flavor to it. And, um, I'm going to be DMing my Dragonlance game, uh, here, um, uh, this week. And, uh, like the last session I had made, I had made one map that they didn't get to. And, uh, and, but I'm, you know, we're going to get through that map this week. And so I need to make the next map. And so I started using this dungeon scrawl thing and, and it just looks super cool. And it just really, really nicely put together. Okay. This sounds really cool. So hold on. Let me, let me walk it back a second. So relate it to roll 20, like what's different about it. It's a scrawler. So it's side, it's like a side view. No, no, no. It's still an overhead view. And, that, and that's what, what else I was doing tonight is I was taking those, saving those maps and I was throwing them into roll 20 and then adding like furniture and stuff and trying to trying to make this this place look cool. Uh, but it's still the overhead view. But it just uh, it 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 looks it looks much more like everything was hand drawn, hand oh, done. Interesting. So this is like a mod for roll 20. Or- it's not well. It's not. It's not specifically for roll twenty, but you can use it for roll twenty. Oh, okay, 20. okay, I understand. Okay, and uh, and so it, it's just it's just it's so I mean, like if if people are into into these games and and uh, hopefully you are if you're listening to this, um, not that that's our topic today, but uh, that <laughs> that will be our t- <laughs> we will be talking about Dungeons and Dragons in the near future. Um, you know, if this is uh, especially especially unless I'll say this, especially if you're doing roll twenty, because like uh, I, I, you know, I always have the problem of getting good maps because because like I said, I, I'm running Dragonlance, and right. so there's not a current module for Dragonlance. Right. I'm having to go back to the old third edition, first edition stuff, and so I'm pulling maps for there, and it's like if you you can get like one of the new. Uh, one of the new campaigns on Roll Twenty, and just buy it straight from Roll Twenty, and roll, and it will load all the maps and cool crap for you, which so is has, super it, awesome. Okay, cause, okay, I want to ask about that for one minute. I know we're yeah. it's not our subject today, but because I was looking at or thinking about doing that, and so if if 
if you just pay a flat fee or whatever the fee is, you can get access to an entire, like a book, like a campaign. Cause I think I remember, uh, Jeff saying something about that when we were talking last Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so you could buy like curse of Strahd, which is what Jeff is running for, for us in the dice of jury podcast. And you could just, you could buy curse of Strahd and it will have all the characters pre-set up for you. Like the NPCs. I mean, wow, um, man, that's so much uh, work that you could, save. it will, yeah, all the maps uh, there are they're already drawn in there for you for the uh, dynamic lighting. It's super cool, um, um, and I, I, yeah, it does save a whole lot of work. So, so uh, how much that, time did you spend doing it by hand? Like, I mean, that that can give a perspective to our listeners and to me. If I'm like, how much time would I save by actually buying a pre-made campaign? Well, and that's one of the cool things about about Dungeon Scrawl is first of all it's it's you know it's taken this this process from hours to like an hour for a map wow so it's still an hour look don't get me wrong it's still an hour and the dungeon scrawl itself is actually a lot faster than that it is very intuitive and very very fast um but but then one and uh, and this kind of this is the way I did it uh, before is like uh, I, I tried to pull some old Dragonlance maps, but these are like scanned from books and stuff. They didn't have PDFs versions of these, and they don't fit on Roll Twenty very mu- well. And so I started making my own maps based on their maps, just in like Photoshop, and that was taking me hours. Um, using Dungeon Scrawl, I you know I can I could blow through one of these maps. 20 30 minutes and then i can i can take it i can put it into roll 20 and roll 20 is when i start furnishing it um because i i you know I'm, I'm trying to add more detail to my maps you know it's like when you when you walk into somebody's bedroom i have like a i have like a little carpet on the ground and a bed in the corner type of thing you know not a whole lot but you can you can throw these things into in from roll 20 um and so i've been doing that and so that you know that might take me another 20 30 minutes to fill out this map and then also to put the enemies into it and the npcs into it and so um yeah what it's taken the process that we're down from several hours down to maybe an hour 45 minutes maybe a little bit longer uh but the if i were running um like uh, i mean for for example it's like uh, uh you know uh, my family, your family, possibly another family. We we're we're we're, we're kind of trying to go in a direction where we might get a monthly game together. Right. And we don't oh, know what that game yes. is. I'm really looking at this new Icewind Dale thing. Mm. Um but but we'll decide that yeah, later. But that. but if we do Icewind Dale even though we're probably we're going to do it in person, I might I still hope. look at that just because yeah. Uh, yeah, like all, I mean, just uh, where everybody is. But if we do it on Roll20, I'm definitely going to buy it because it just it just makes life easier. Well, because we could also, I mean, dude, if you did it, then we could also, we could bring laptops, you know, and stuff and I'll be on it. Oh, right? man. Do you, do you remember when we did Merp? And I would, I brought him, I brought a laptop just for the maps. Like we were doing it in person, but I'd bring, I bring, I would set it up and roll 20 just for the maps. And we would, we would hook up the laptop to a television so I could show everybody where they were and stuff. Um, which I, which I thought was super cool. Dude, yeah, uh, and, that's like the, that's like the ultimate. Yeah. It's like <laughs> the convergence of technology and that social aspect oh, of us all being in the same room. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's that's not as it's quite as crazy nerdy as it gets. I've seen a lot of people making and they even sell them um, these gaming tables where the table is the television screen and there's like a glass over it. Oh. And so you can the map comes down from 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 awesome. below, uh, which is that wouldn't yeah. be that hard. We could do that. No, it, it really wouldn't be that hard. I, we're not doing it. But uh, you're <laughs> well, you might, it. but I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing today is preparing for Dragonlance. Uh, for those who uh, who do know Dragonlance or have read the books, um, uh, and, and, and by the way, Stephen, you're not allowed to read the books until we decide we're not doing Dragonlance. But okay. they are great. Um, we, they are they're they're I, they're basically at the doorstep of Slamori and heading into Pax Tharkis, uh, which is a major, major part of the book and very, very cool section. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I had a lot of fun making these maps, but Dungeon Scrawl, um, if... Uh, yeah, shout out to Dungeon Scrawl. I was just looking yeah. at it. It's free. It's free. It was uh, supported by Patreon. So um, another awesome thing that Patreon does is make gives us cool content. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, dude. It looks super fascinating, and I will be checking this out further. Dungeon Scrawl. Yeah, I'm going to throw... Uh, uh, just uh, Y'all can't see this, um, but let me see if I can. I mean, you can do multi-page PDF export, so you can build giant maps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, throw, I'm throwing one map uh, in, into chat for you to see. And that did, that hardly took me any time at all, and it just looks cool. All right, where's Chad? Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, what, I just I I like the way this has been set up, and so it's it's very easy. Yeah, if the listener uh, can't see what I'm uh, seeing, I'll just describe it as best as I can. It looks like a Winnebago trailer with an extra long. Um, hitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> no for real it's it's like multiple it's like a long sheet of paper like that's really has a lot of width and he's drawn this really cool map right yeah uh, yeah so what, what he's looking board. at is is um there, there's a tower and then there's this like wall walk that overlooks the uh, the gate and that's what that long section is uh, only and, two faces uh, thick yeah yeah, so uh, so this is yeah that's that's been my kind of my nerdy adventure lately, and I'm I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm always excited to, um, you know, now that we're now that we're adults, it's like, uh, man, I wish I took up dun you know dungeon mastering in college. I, I mean, I kind of I tried to, but uh, my right, friends we've talked about this. I think there's a yeah. story last episode. If the listeners <laughs> just decided to come in on episode two, which is the weirdest thing. I mean, by the way, welcome. Y'all must really like Tron, but <laughs> that's we the weirdest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, uh, uh, but it makes me wish I could, you know, like go back and, and start dungeon mastering uh, totally. in, in college when I actually had time to do it, you know? Right. <laughs> Instead of being an adult with kids and stuff and, um, you know, having having claims on my time like a sucker. <laughs> Somebody sold you something, man. Um, <laughs> oh, no, goodness. Man, this uh, this looks really cool. Well, that's the whole point of this dungeon scrawl thing, right? Is it saves you time and you can go spend with the more important people in your life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it, it's a uh, it. The output is 
is looks super cool, super professional. Yeah. It it looks like you've you've um, uh, you've spent a long time on it. So yeah, shout out to Dungeon Dungeon Scrawl. Uh, really really amazing free to use program, and um, uh, I, I really uh, hope that y'all will check that out. Um, we are uh, for those who are interested in in Dragonlance, just really quick. Um, one of the video series we do on the Techno Funk Boy YouTube channel is kind of doing, uh, kind of running through the game as I'm dungeon mastering it, um, just giving tips on on how to run it, how to update it for Fifth Edition. And uh, what, what I'm going to try to do is take these maps that I'm making and and put them on our Patreon page. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting those together to to start doing that. And so if this is something you are interested in, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash/TechnoFunkBoy. TechnoFunkBoy on YouTube. Uh, do check out those videos because those have been a lot of fun to do. I um I, I I got really got into Dragonlance novels in in college and uh, just adored them and it's been a lot of fun finally actually getting to play the game for the first time ever and um yeah rereading the novels as we go and uh just having a lot of fun uh diving back into this world yeah man well make sure you work all the bugs out on this first run because i do want to get in on it when you're when you've got a a second uh, edition going oh man yeah the the um the the latest videos I did were on Zach Sarath, uh, which is oh. the first major dungeon, and it is a great, great dungeon, um, uh, just a great dungeon, and with a cool name, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> sounds but, very uh, important. As I was as I was putting together the video, um, I ran across some ideas on dealing with the dragon herself, uh, and I was like, oh, oh, those are great ideas. I should have done that in my game. <laughs> but but it worked out it worked out just fine and and everybody had fun and so that's the important part and um you should not uh, dungeon masters out there you shouldn't second guess yourself if people are having fun that's the important part um if you ever get to run the adventure again you can you know play it differently (laughs) but um yeah, so you are losing an arm uh, because you're too hot, and I'm playing around with Dungeons and Dragons, so that's pretty much a normal week for us. Uh, pretty normal, pretty normal. I, now I'm listening to Tron in the background a little bit, so it's so the Tron music is now the theme for as you're talking right now. Yeah, I'm actually hearing. Uh, now, are, now are you doing the Legacy soundtrack? Yeah, I'm listening to oh, the, okay. the Legacy one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or right. your recommendation. So, so I didn't mean to be a spoiler alert, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daft Punk did the score for Legacy, um, and uh, which is uh, which was just fantastic. It was so good. Um, but yeah, so what brought this to mind? And we were going to do a completely different topic tonight, but there's a rumor, and and I have to. I mean, I, you know, we have to specify <laughs> that this rumor has been circulated before. Um. And it keeps being not true. But there is a rumor that hit the the interwebs today that Disney is going ahead with a Tron 3, uh, this time with uh, with Jared Leto in it, um, who, uh, who I, I used to be really, really fond of uh, as an actor. Um, until he played Joker. Until he played Joker, yeah. <laughs> 
and, yeah. and that really I, I don't really don't think that was necessarily his fault but it you know i think it kind of put a sour taste in everybody's mouth um but uh uh the you know there's there's speculation that daft uh daft punk is coming back i don't know that any of the i don't well let me let's let me say that definitively none of that is confirmed and by the time this episode gets released it may have already be been debunked but i don't care uh because tron was one of my favorite films growing up i i think um it was one of those movies that just sparked my imagination in a way that very few films or, or works have ever really affected me. And yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so with you. I mean, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast right now that didn't see Tron the first time when they were younger and, and weren't blown away. I mean, it's, it's everything a kid wishes a video game could be. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, and that has, that has been the thing I, I've, I've, uh, uh, Anla's been telling me that they're working on this like Tron ride at Disney world. And, um, uh, all, <laughs> all I was saying was, <laughs> Please let there be light cycles. I want light cycles. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. There better be those motorcycle things because right. those were God. rad. <laughs> yeah. And so like, okay, so this movie came out in 82 and, you know, and certain forms of special effects look really, really good in 82. Uh, there were also a lot of computer effects in the, in this movie. Computer effects in 82 were not that good, but it didn't matter because the game because the movie took place in a video game so they look like a video game which they're supposed to look like right. and and it was a clever way of of actually being able to in- incorporate special effects that didn't look realistic but weren't supposed to but i think the kind of coolest part of 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 the special effects in general was just the way their suits looked and right. And it was this really cool combination of kind of this, um, of of the kind of kind of black and white photography, or or really drained out color wise. I can, I don't know if there was any color it at was all in there. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, monochrome. yeah. But then, but then they add the in post they added these, you know, these these highlights uh, of their uniforms. The you know the things that created the the uh, the the bright pixel on the screen. Um, that was just striking and highlighter on a black and white film. It's amazing. Yeah. And it looked, it looked super neat. It was, it, uh, and, and even, even they, even those, those uniforms told the story because you had definite sides because you do in a video game, you have blue and red, good and evil, you know? And, um, uh, and when, uh, when, when the when the main character uh, is is actually able to disguise himself in red, it was just like this moment. The movie's yeah. like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he could do that, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's a totally it's a super stark contrast. And you know, it's another amazing thing about that is just the okay. So the lines on the suit, and this is this is really what makes this 
and I, I just thought of this just now, but like the lines on their suit accentuate movement in the body because your eye is being now drawn to their limbs that have lights on them. And in fact, there's no lights on their face. Yeah. And so it's almost like you have to look closer to see their physical, like the face of the actor or actress in the movie. And what's being highlighted is actually the movement of the body, which is what is kind of like a video game. It kind of adds this really surreal uh, dimension to the fact that you're viewing a video game, but there's a person inside this character. You know, there's mm-hmm. like this humanity that's trapped inside these lights that in, in your eyes even drawn towards the extremities, you know, because because the whole every person is framed and outlined in light and like little thin blue LED like LED looking strips. Right. So I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, uh, the, the, the basic premise is all it almost doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> exactly. Because it looks um, so good. Right. But uh, uh, but basically, uh, you know, the, in, in the real world, um, uh, the, the bad guys are trying to use this computer program to, you know, take over, uh, uh, you know, like in, in the ways bad guys do. And um, there's this uh, there's this program, the security program called Tron that inside the the mainframe has been. Uh, essentially um, quarantined off and it can't do its job um, and so they uh, they go after uh, they, they go, go try to find this guy Flynn who's played by Jeff Bridges and say hey we need your help to you know figure out what they're doing and all that and in the process uh, Bridges uh, actually you know happens upon this technology that sucks his consciousness into the mainframe and basically digitizes him and there it there all of the programs are represented by by characters by these avatars and so so each 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 program is represented by the face of the person who created it. So Bruce, uh, Bruce Boxleitner's character is the one who created Tron, but Tron himself is also, uh, uh, played by, uh, Boxleitner and, um, Jeff Bridges though, because he's not a program because he's actually a creator finds that he is able to basically live hack into the system and battle uh, the battle the forces of evil within this um, within uh, this mainframe in rewatching this movie it is Lord of the Rings in a computer really it really is um, I, with I, I mean it, it, with heavy uh, messianic uh, you know um, uh, parallels as well because you know uh, you know, th- these characters are waiting for the creator to help them, not knowing that the creator is actually taking form amongst them. Um, and so it, it, it's taking those messianic themes and combining them with with Lord of the Rings, um, where they're, they're essentially on the on this this fantasy quest. And, you know, um uh, the Jeff Bridges is this wizard uh, who, you know, can can what essentially does magic by hacking into the system, right? You know, live action and uh, and and messes with things uh, as they're trying to get into the in, into the kind of the center spot where Tron can 
take over and kind of per, uh, do, do, do his antivirus thing and purge the system. Um, so, so Jeff Bridges is kind of like Gandalf. <laughs> Jeff Bridges is totally Gandalf. Yes. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And so we're, we're going to jump to a break real quick, but um, <laughs> when we get back, I wanted to just touch on briefly what we're really here for. Yes. And that's the different games <laughs> inside the <this> system. <laughs> but we'll be we'll be right back right after this. Hey drum, did you know that the Techno Funk Boy isn't just a group of podcast hosts that live inside a Super Nintendo? Really? That's right. We're also a band. Tell me more. We're a retro gaming-inspired band that plays covers of classic video game themes, original game music, and other music in the style of classic games. That sounds great. Yeah, and you can find our first full-length album on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. It's called The Final Fantasy Mixes, and it's an EDM tribute to some of Uematsu's best musical themes. Check the episode notes for links or go to Techno Funk Boy to learn more. Techno Funk Boy sounds like the greatest band that has ever existed. I programmed him to say that. All right, we are back. Um, and so, all right, so like the when, when I, uh, so the, I mean, this, the original movie came out in 82. Um, uh, just uh, kind, of, kind of briefly, we don't have time to touch on it. When we start getting closer to Tron 3, we'll probably hit on more on Tron Legacy, which I, I think I mixed reactions, but but I, I loved it. Yeah, I liked it too. Um, yeah, that came out in 2010. So this was much, much later. Uh, and did you see Uprising by, by chance? Um, Tron the animated Uprising? series? Yeah, no, it's I an animated I, I, series. Man, this... Oh, it is so good. And it's really a shame it did not last very long at all. Uh, it only had 19 episodes, and it, and it ends with a uh, cliffhanger. But um, oh. it follows this character named Beck, who's uh, played by Elijah Wood. Uh, Tron is a main character in it, and Bruce Boxleitner is playing Tron. Um, uh, and it it just... It, it was amazing show and i wish they hadn't I, I wish they had kept it going um so but, where can you uh, find it or is it it's, i don't you know actually let me check on disney plus oh yeah it's pro it probably is on disney plus i didn't think of that i uh, forgot yeah. disney has their own platform i well oh, yeah rebels. you know <laughs> right and um uh, and it's like uh i i keep i keep thinking of stuff that i want to see on disney plus and I was like, oh, yeah, they got that, too. Let me see. If, let's see what kind of Trons they have. Um, I'm only seeing Tron. and Oh, Uprising. It is there. Yeah. So Uprising, man, uh, if you uh, if you have Disney Plus um, Uprising, it, it's very short. Shout out was, Uprising. Yeah, it was only 19 episodes, each one, tw you know, 22 minutes. Oh, uh, dude, that would drive, drive me nuts, though, if, if it ends on a cliffhanger and they don't. I know. That's, that's going to drive me nuts, unless that's what Tron 3 will be. <laughs> yeah, well, it, and it takes place in between um, uh, Tron and Tron Legacy. Because um, uh, in, Tron, in Tron Legacy, Tron has actually been completely taken over by the bad guys, and he is now a bad guy. Um, but in, in this show, he is not. Um, he is teamed up with Beck to um, 
oppose uh, oppose the evil. Um, but uh, but original Tron uh, came out in in eighty two. Uh, I remember the the Tron arcade machine because it had uh, that oversized, just sweet, uh, you know, kind of opaque blue um, uh, uh, controller. Uh, did you see those? Mm-mm. No, I didn't. Oh man! Uh, now the game was it was a 1982 three-ish arcade game, so it did not look like we wanted Tron to look like but um, it was just striking and and you're drawn to it because you want to experience these video games um, from from this movie Uh, because it's like they're 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 simple that like they're simple like arcade games of the era were you know they're just one-on-one or you know or you know three three against three whatever the case may be in the case of light cycles but um just very very simple games but they looked very striking and so i kind of wanted to go into that um i think the most striking is light cycles and uh in tron legacy that light cycle scene was amazing there too yes um but uh that that was a really clever clever game where you're um you're 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 driving this motorcycle but you're creating a wall behind you and so you're just trying you're just trying to get the other motorcycle to run into a wall you're it's trying like to snake. trap them it's like snake except with an opponent yeah. right yeah exactly it, it's very clever it's like oh this is a this is a really really cool game um but looking at it in the 3D atmosphere is just like man it's something else uh and and when when you have you know the characters that you really like in in the driver's seats there's a there's a real tension there and i i think the the filmmakers really understood the tension that are that's inherent in video games yes and was able to translate that very very effectively on screen yeah no definitely i mean those are the i mean that's what the movies are really known for right are the light bike scenes I mean, even both right. of them i feel like it's i mean they couldn't they had to do it in the second one in legacy but like, oh yeah but those scenes are just i mean it's such a cool looking bike and you know you know what else um i guess this is around the same time uh i would be curious to know uh but akira like the bikes in akira mm-hmm. uh, the anime oh the, the anime yeah are they very look- light bike-esque um and so and that was an eight that was in movie that was a movie from the eighties and I really wonder or who the, influenced that was eighty eight yeah eighty eight was eighty eight so, yeah okay so they're probably in, influenced by watching Tron because the dude those bikes look like light bikes like Connie does yeah. bike I mean I, and I think there are even scenes where like their lights on their tails you know th- obviously the, the the physics aren't there it's not a video game it's actually a movie um an amazing film uh, but there's scenes where the I feel like the animation allows the lights to trail um, and it's just very reminiscent there's there's definitely a, a plug I think to to uh, to Tron yeah yeah that I hadn't thought about that but you're dead on right those bikes do oh, they're so uh, cool, bro yeah everybody That's wants Connie cool. does bike yeah mm. I mean they should at least 
Um, uh, the the game I actually uh, really liked watching. Um, it still do. I, I say I said that in the past tense. I don't know why, but um, I I don't actually know what it's called because uh, the light cycles are the are the really famous ones. But it's the one where you're on uh, where you're on the uh, the plane of concentric circles, and you're basically throwing. <laughs> it's, it's kind of dodgeball-y. Uh, you're throwing the the ball uh, back and forth. You remember oh, yeah. that the disc thing or yeah, like, it's a disc, right? Yes, you're right. It was the discs, and um, and if you if you caught it, you were safe. But if it hit the ground, then the then the ring where uh, that that it hits would disappear, and that oh, would become yeah. that would become a chasm that you know you'd have oh, to jump yeah. over. And so the the farther you get behind, the harder and harder it is to uh, to get to the uh, get to the to the disc. And I just thought that was a really cool idea too. Um, uh, I think the, the only other one that I can remember offhand was the, uh, the, 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 the kind of first person shooter tank game where, right. where those ascending things, which, um, which was well, never dude, quite, quite the, the kind of shoot 'em up thing was never quite my bag. And so that was not, that was not my favorite, but it still looked really cool. Yeah, it did. I mean, and being a kid, uh, of the nineties, you know, like growing up in the nineties, going to arcades, I remember, I mean, there were so many tank games like that with the real geometric oh, yeah. uh, arcade style games where, where you drove a tank around. And I think I might have even played a, a, a Tron variant at one point. Um, but yeah, dude, it was, it was it was classic too. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I actually got to see, um, see this movie. Uh, so one of the museums in in uh, in town here in Houston uh, has a a small theater, and uh, uh, the same week as my thirtieth birthday, they were reviving Tron, and so I took a bunch of people out to be able to actually see it on a big on a bigish screen. You know, it wasn't like stadium seating or anything, but uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, and that movie, uh, you know, despite the kind of cheesy graphics, but again, it's what we expect really holds up well. Uh, and I think it was, it's just, it's a remarkable film. And, uh, I thought the, 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 the first sequel was long overdue. Um, yeah, dude. And the, and the, and the graphics, I mean, it just looks so clean. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I want to watch it again. I was just kind of, ah, uh, yeah. The, the other kind of the, the fun part was, uh, do you remember his little pet bit? No. In it, okay, he's not. It's not in very long. It's computer animated, and it's a bit, and so it only it, it it can only it can only basically express one or zero, uh, so yes or no, and so you know it can answer questions, but the way it moves and and makes a sound, and you know it's answering yes or no, and it was just such a clever use of of computer technology of, you know, incorporating the, these little elements in it that, that was, was a unique approach. It is a very clever approach and it was cute. You know, I mean, it was, it's very cheesy computer graphics, but, uh, but it was cute and it was funny. And, um, I, I, it, it's just one of the, one of the little details that they put into, 
otherwise a movie that doesn't have a ton of plot and and it's really just you know it, it really is just like you know let's go let's go defeat the evil evil wizard in the tower type of a of a movie um but well, well just the clever approach yeah oh yeah so but yeah it's so like beautiful. yeah and it's like uh it, you know there's there's a lot of these 80s movies that are are trying to do very striking scenery and striking approach you know um in 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 a lot of them did very very simplified plots that's just like hey this is about fighting and scenery and this fine with me i'm i'm on board with that um but uh but this one this one did the same thing but just like you know but yeah we're gonna show show you something that you haven't seen before and do it in a very um very memorable way uh that that's so unique that the second you see you know somebody in in a tron outfit there's there's no confusing what that is right you know that's so crazy i mean i wonder what the inspiration was for that i mean because it was so unique and i don't know nothing else had really been done like that that i'm aware Mm of uh yeah yeah and um uh i am I, 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 as as far as I know, I think it's I, I think it's the director's just you know, uh, kind of playing with uh, you know, uh, computer technology and special effects at the same time, and um, just fiddling with it and coming up with a with a really really cool idea. So who's that bad guy? Who's the actor? Because he plays Bob Cratchit in, um, <laughs> he plays Bob Cratchit in the Christmas Carol. Um, uh, with with um, what's the other guy's name that played? Uh, I'm drawing a total blank. Uh, George C. Scott, like the George C. Scott Christmas Carol. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, this actor's play. He, he's this David actor's Warner. Also, okay, because he's played in uh, Time Bandits, which is another one of my favorite movies. He plays Satan in Time Bandits. <laughs> he's such a good bad guy, yeah. and it was so funny to see him as Bob Cratchit. But uh, is that his name? I have to rewatch that because I cannot picture him as. Dude, it is. We watch that every Christmas as a family growing up. Like every Christmas, oh, you know, George C. Scott's Christmas Carol. He was uh, he was Chan- Chancellor Gorkin in um, Star Trek Six, which <laughs> is uh, which is probably my second favorite Star Trek movie. I I adored that film. That was so good. So he's a, he's the consummate bad guy. That's that's awesome. Oh, yeah, um, he's been in a ton of stuff. Man, what's his name? I'm sorry, you said it already, but I lost it. David Warner. David Warner. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got that grumpy English face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we really don't have time to get into Tron Legacy. Yeah, uh, as as you mentioned, the uh, the Daft Punk soundtrack. I um, I I you know Daft Punk is one of those bands that I really respect. I'm not the biggest fan of theirs, mm-hmm. but they hit it out of the park oh, on that. Oh one. yeah, oh yeah. And uh, and so I would be I would be very happy to see them on board with the Tron Three. I think that would be they're a great fit for that uh, for that series. I think so too. 
Okay, uh, well, actually, this is pretty exciting. We are having our first phone call here at the uh, the new studios and all. And hold on just a second here. Um, hey, you are on the air with Kai and Steven. Hey, hey, Kai. Uh, hey, it's me. It's me. It's Timmy. Kai? Kai, are, are, you, are you there? No! 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 Uh, Kai? No! 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 Get Steven, get away from me! No, I'm not getting on the phone! No! Just stay away from me! I'm not getting on the phone! Hey, Kai! It's it's me! It's it's Timmy! Come to the phone! I wanted to talk with you! No! <sighs> Fine. Fine. Hey, hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy. How, uh, what's 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 happening? What's going on? Hey, I I've been I've been really worried about you two because I I went I went to the studio and I was going to try to surprise you, but they said uh, they said that that you had been you had been fired from the retro zoo, and now I, I it's it's taken me a long time to to track you down, but I was really excited because I heard I heard that you have a new show, and so I wanted just to call and and. Offer my support. <sighs> Thank you, Timmy. Yes, yeah. Uh, we know we do have we do have the new show up. We have the retro station going on, and uh, so we're really excited. So, um, so yeah. So you got you got fired, huh? Uh, yeah, we got fired. It, we don't. We really don't have to bring that up. Um, we uh, we we were we were let go from the radio station, and we decided to move over uh, just directly to the internet because uh, that's how most people were listening to the show, anyways. So so why did you get fired? Hey, Timmy, it's just it's 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 not that it's not that big of a deal. No, it is a big deal. I don't, I I just I want to make sure that you're doing okay and that everybody's all right. Uh, yeah, we're fine. Um, we just we kind of got we kind of got an inkling that the uh, that the station was siding with Gannon in um, in the uh, in the goings on, and so um, we uh, we we kind of had a run in with the station manager, and uh, that, yeah, that was it. But now we are we are here. We are back online and um, uh, doing the podcast like uh, like before. Like I said, most people were hearing us that way, anyways, and so uh, yeah, that works out nice. So, so, um, so where's the new studio? I'm sorry, Timmy, you are breaking up. Um, I'm going to, I'll have to let you go and we'll have to talk to you, talk to you another time. All right. Bye. Wait, I just want Bye. All right. So that, uh, that, that, that's it for us today. Please do check us out. We mentioned the, uh, the, the YouTube page, uh, Patreon as well. Uh, patreon.com slash techno funk boy. Um, uh, check us out on Discord as well. Um, we have a lot of fun talking Dungeons and Dragons and uh, retro gaming there. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, otherwise, hope we hopefully see you on on one of those social me- uh, medias. We're uh, kind of every everywhere. We uh, uh, we do have an account on on Parlay now. Um, parlor now i'm sorry you do parlays on parlor i'm not used to it yet we're we're new everybody is uh it's like, it's new pirates sir right 
um, so far enjoying that. So I do hope that sticks around for a while. Uh, but we're we're everywhere else, and so do look up Techno Funk Boy on all of your social media sites and and connect with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you are enjoying the show so far, please do make sure that you're subscribed. Uh, if uh, if you would uh, consider giving us a five star rating and review on Apple or your favorite podcast uh, app and um, we will be back next week yep are you saying bye bye bye